0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Corks and to right down the line. It may go. And you're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
2: Go crazy, folks. Go crazy.
1: Here's your
0: host, Brent McMillan. Fresh off of Cardinal Hall of Fame weekend, welcome to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brett McMillan. We put in Tim McCarver, Mark McGuire, and Pepper Martin as part of the class of 2017. We got a TV piece coming your way the second full week in September with all kinds of behind the scenes footage. And we also have footage that's made its way onto the Cardinals' social media platforms as well. But I think my favorite part of Hall of Fame Day was just getting to be behind the scenes with a microphone asking questions of different members of the Red Jacket Club and also their family members as well. Some great A stories popping up throughout the day. And it started for us at the Hall of Fame Luncheon. Inside the Hall of Fame Club at Cardinals Nation, all the Hall of Famers get to come. They get to invite guests. It's really a great gathering and the most baseball dignitaries that I think I've ever seen in one room at one time. Mark McGuire happened to just be the first person that I ran into at the luncheon. I had seen him... Carted up to the door of Cardinals Nation just a few moments before I got to interview him, and I knew that the fans had been chanting "Welcome home" and "We love you, Big Mac," things like that. So the reception had been really good already that day. And knowing that, I asked him what it had been like interacting with the fans.
3: Well, um, I mean, this is this is Cardinal Nation, so it's uh, it's it's unbelievable. Mm. Um, we woke up this morning, looked out the window, and uh, they were lining up four and a half hours before the event even started, so it's uh, pretty damn cool. I'm
0: sure there's a lot of reflection on your four and a half years. As you've thought the last week or so, what was your favorite part of, of just putting on the birds on the bat every day for that time?
3: Uh, just uh, pretty much every day. It's, it's like, you know... Um, it just seemed like the four and a half years here were uh historical um you know unfortunately we didn't get a chance to go to the world series but uh 2000 2001 we we made a bid and in the playoffs um you know just had such great times here uh you know coming here really not knowing how or if i would even stay here uh, and accepting the trade back in 97 so um you know obviously it turned out to be four and a half years of my greatest greatest time i've ever had in my life
0: to see the faces and the names that you are now in the same breath with that played for this franchise what does that mean to you uh it's
3: i mean to 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 really understand you have to play here to to and to meet them and to uh hang out with them and you know before stan passed on and jack and um you know hang out red was my locker mate when i came back as a coach and you see Lou and Bob and in spring training and once in a while come to the games, uh, Ozzy, Whitey. It's just, I mean, the names go on and on, and, you know, Bruce Suter. It's just, um, I, uh, you know, I got to play with uh, Willie McGee and uh, Jim Edmonds and Chris Carpenter, one of the, to me, other than Dave Stewart, two of the best game pitch, big game pitchers I've ever been around and associated with, so... <clears throat> uh, what can I say? I am absolutely honored.
0: Have Carp or any of the other guys that are in told you kind of what to expect today, and and told you what they would? No, do? No,
3: I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't talked. I, I heard that Chris is coming. I, I saw Jimmy uh, first day in when we were playing here earlier this week. Um, nobody really no told me what to expect, but um, you know I can only imagine.
0: McGuire was known for home runs. Tim McCarver made a living with the bat and also what he did behind the dish as well. He caught two Game 7s during the 1960s, won the World Series in 64 and 67, holding it down behind the dish on both occasions. He finished second in the 67 MVP voting to fellow Cardinal Orlando Cepeda as well. Tim has told me and others throughout this season that he really feels like his career has come full circle here in 2017, or at least since he got back and became part of the Cardinals TV package a couple of years ago. Started out as a teenager, signed by the Cardinals, made his way into the big leagues, and now here he is again on Cardinals television in his mid-70s. I asked what it meant to be included among the Red Jackets.
4: Well, it means that, um, that I was at least a part of some very, very good teams in the 60s. Uh, I mean, how can you not be proud of those teams from Kenny Boyer to Dick Groat to Bill White uh, to the 67 teams, Orlando Cepeda and the irrepressible Lou Brock, the incomparable Bob Gibson, uh, buoyed by Bob, of course, who won three games in the World Series and all the, all the great memories of the Cardinals in those days just keep flooding back. And I'm sure That'll be the case for the rest of the day. I certainly hope so.
0: Do you have a favorite memory or something you're most proud of from your time as a player here in St. Louis?
4: Yeah, that I led the league in triples in 1966. Not only could I run, but I had great training with the Cardinals. George Kissel, uh, the guys who taught us how to run the bases. We knew what to do when we were on the bases, and I think that as much as anything, it translates to that 1967 team uh, that always took the extra base. We weren't an explosively fast team with the exception, of course, of Lou Brock. And I think what Lou Brock taught us was daring do, that it's okay to get thrown out occasionally at a base. Uh, don't worry about it, move on. And if you take that approach and you and you know the situations, uh, then I think Lou through through just watching him, and when he came to the Cardinals in 1964, he was, you talk about a guy that you learn from without him ever teaching you, but he taught you by the way he went about his business. Uh, So many things, though, but base running more than any other thing, we were very, very proud of
0: your head down tonight I mean you've had a great baseball life but when you go through this and you get ready to go to bed what do you think will be the thing that sticks with you from today
4: I have no idea I mean I can't uh, I can't figure that out but I think going in with Pepper and and Mark McGuire I mean um, uh, Joe Buck and Bob Brinley and I were in the booth on September 8th 1998 on Fox we brought that game to the public to America and America saw Mark McGuire break Roger Maris's, uh record with 62 home runs. And after he picked up his son, I thought it was so warm that he went by the, uh, uh, by the Maris family that was situated over the Cardinal dugout. And he spent an interminable time, of probably five minutes, but it was so touching for me. And I think that plus sitting with Tony La Russa for 15 minutes tells you all you need to know
0: about Mark McGuire. What's the fan reception been like even just today coming over from the hotel? Ah, it's
4: exciting. I mean, I can't believe this many turned out uh, just for
0: a local Hall of
4: Fame, but local Hall of Fame in St. Louis to me, is national in scope. At least that's how I'm viewing it.
0: Tim wasn't working the game for Fox Sports Midwest that night, but he did step in and join the booth for a little bit just to do an interview about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. And I thought it was interesting that he said the emotions kind of snuck up on him. He got emotional at some times and in some ways that he didn't necessarily expect that he would. I know he was grinning ear to ear, though, at the end of our interview. It was just neat to see him enjoying the day and enjoying getting to be one of the Red Jacket Club members. Pepper Martin also inducted the third member of the 2017 class. He goes in via our Red Ribbon Committee, which is comprised of some long-tenured St. Louis media, and then also a few former cardinals on there as well. Martin passed away in 1965, so it's his children who had to represent him at the induction ceremony, including daughter Jenny Weathersby. She gave his acceptance speech, and actually she had joined us for a a longer podcast earlier in the year, which you can check out at cardinals.com slash podcast or in iTunes or Podbean by searching St. Louis Cardinals Podcast. Before the luncheon was over, she joined us, and we got to sneak in a couple questions about what it meant to the Martin family to see Pepper honored in this way.
5: Wow, it it means the world. I mean, we're all so excited it's just out, out of sight because... You know, we knew that he plays this fantastic ball, but we knew the reason why. He wasn't being inducted into the national, but Cardinals doing it is fantastic.
0: It's pretty neat uh, just to see all this today. What would your dad say about it if he was still with us?
5: Gee, he'd do something, but I don't know. I don't know what. When I came through it, I thought, wow. And I almost started crying. He might have. He might have.
0: What do you think that you want fans to take away from this day, knowing about your dad?
5: That he was such a kind-hearted man, but everything he did, he wanted to win, no matter if it was a ping pong game. That's the way he was, But and he loved the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: And if you had to describe the way that your dad played, you saw him play, what would you say? How did he play baseball?
5: ferociously <laughs> with fervor he even made out of fielded it real clean but it stopped on third base
0: <laughs> what has it been like interacting with fans and then other former cardinal players today for you
5: i had a ball yesterday interacting with fans because i got here a little early and i'd i'd stop and my friend that was with me would say this is pepperoni and then the fans were just oh, not me. <laughs> I'm not that great, but I had some, the Cardinal fans are positively wonderful.
0: The next interview wasn't with a Hall of Famer that was going in in 2017, but it was with a Hall of Famer, Tony La Russa wears his own red jacket, and of course, he also managed Mark McGuire in both Oakland and St. Louis. He was glad to see Big Mac being recognized.
6: Uh, well deserved, and I really applaud. Our Cardinal fans for understanding the significance of, of what he did here in St. Louis and his entire career. So it's a very important day and it'll be a great day.
0: You watched a lot of his at bats. What made him a special hitter the way that he approached uh, taking an AB?
6: I think early on as a rookie, he just had this amazing timing thing. He could just get to the ball at the right time, and uh, you know he would hit home runs that just barely cleared it. But then when he changed his mechanics, he started. He became a very smart hitter not just in the mechanics but the duel between the pitcher the hitter all the adjustments he had this amazing ability to, to uh, concentrate and uh, you put that together with all his uh, other timing talents and uh, you know I, I really uh, marvel at that ratio of one home run every 10 at bats that's exactly the kind of hitter he was
0: to you tell me about Mark McGuire the person and what people need to know
6: well, we were just talking to Bob Gibson, I was, that, uh, you know, we were together at the A's and here in St. Louis for a lot of years. He's a very popular teammate. He's a really good person. He's got a big heart. He's team-oriented. He cares a lot about the team. He'll do anything he can for the guys personally and professionally. Doesn't really have an ego. He's actually kind of shy about getting attention. But he understood it. Uh, even during the 98 thing, when uh, he hit home and we got beat. You know, he wasn't going to celebrate. And the fans thought, I mean, the media thought he was surly. No, that's his team got beat. So I just think that he has, personally and professionally, he has a great heart, and he was very, very popular for a lot of the right reasons.
0: In all your years in baseball, you know, you've seen a lot of of different things. How does that 98 year kind of stand out as unique with everything that went on?
6: Well, you just said the word unique. Never been anything like it. Uh, In fact, there have been a lot of of his teammates who have won 20 games or had. Uh, offensive things as everyday players and even won championships. That journey from the first day of the season when he hit the grand slam to the end, They he hit the five that last weekend, it was uh, exciting and then kind of unbelievable that he could take all that pressure and concentrate. Because, like he always said, it was like playing a doubleheader. So he'd take batting practice, there'd be 15,000, 20,000 people there, so he had to work batting practice and then work the game. So it was, we used to have like a doubleheader of enjoyment, just in awe of of, uh, his ability.
0: After the luncheon is over, the Hall of Famers gather for a group photo all together, and then they also get some directions about what the ceremony will look like. Then they go downstairs for the actual induction ceremony. The next time that they see each other is at a pregame media availability across the street at Bush Stadium. This happens in what we call press dining. That is where Mike Matheny comes in after each game and addresses the media. It's got that nice green backdrop on one of the walls. So all the red jackets are sitting around, and we got a chance to talk with a man who has been wearing one for a very long time. The one and only Red Shane Dienst. He's got a personal relationship with all three of the 2017 inductees. I asked him what he likes about Cardinal Hall of Fame Day.
2: Well, you know, it, it, uh, you look forward to it every year because you know somebody's going to be put in, and uh, you're wondering who, and I happen to be on the committee, and so I got a little something to say about it once in a while. I'll bring up a few names, and which uh, sometimes they don't get brought up, but... Uh, it's always fun to see these guys, you know, like, like McGuire coming in now and uh, Pepper Martin. I see his daughters here, and uh, I played for him in a minor league way back, and I played in 1945. He was here for just a little while. I played with him, and Johnny Leonard Pepper Martin, and I enjoyed playing with him. He was a great guy, and so I'm really happy to see him in, and uh, that's what makes it good.
0: Tell me about Tim McCarver as a player. What do you remember about Tim? Well,
2: I was managing the whole time McCarver was here practically and you had somebody that knew the game real well and uh, when you got a catcher that can help the manager and do this and do that, you know. He's going to he's going to call his game but you know he's he's in sync with the pitcher and that's a big thing and that's the way Tim was and that's why he was a good catcher. He didn't have the greatest arm in the world, you know, like a lot of catchers have, but he got the job done no matter what. And uh, he, was, he was, I was glad he was my catcher.
0: You've seen some exciting Cardinal baseball over your life. How did 1998 stand out compared to other years that you've watched?
2: Oh, well, that was, you know, to see Mark come in, you know, and uh, when they brought him in, to hit home runs and everything, and he did. And, uh, yeah, it was fun for me when uh, when I heard, when Tony told me that we're going to get McGuire, I said, oh, hell, that's great. And uh, I was, never missed his batting practice, you know, every day. I didn't make sure I was out there when he was taking his batting practice because it, it was worthwhile watching just how he adjusted to the ball in, in uh, batting practice as well as he would in a, in a game. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a big treat. And then to see him they get voted in, this trip was very good, because he, he's deserving of it. Big, Great for baseball, great for the St. Louis Cardinal fans.
0: And then the last thing you've seen in the last, you know, several decades of Cardinal baseball, why do you think it's important that we do this, have everyone back, and, and treasure this history?
2: Well, the big thing is, you know, when uh, when uh, Anheuser-Busch, Gussie Bush owned the club, he did the same thing as the DeWitts. They always had to PLAYERS THAT PLAYED YEARS AGO, THEY ALWAYS HAD THEM COME BACK IN SOME MANNER AS THE a, a hall, a HALL OF FAME OR SOMEWHERE or SOME uh, BIG GAME OR THE WORLD SERIES THAT uh, THEY PLAYED IN. SO, YES, it, IT'S GREAT TO HAVE uh, OWNERS LIKE THAT AND LIKE Anheuser BUSH WHEN THEY WERE HERE AND NOW TO DEWITZ. And uh, you see that they own the ball club and everything, and you you, you see that the witch, they're out on the ball field when you're taking batting practice quite often. And you don't see that where people own something, you know, when they're right there with them. So it's, uh, I don't know, that's the way it looks to me anyway. Uh, It's really great to see somebody like that.
0: I had a lot of favorite moments from what was my first Cardinal Hall of Fame day, but maybe the favorite was Mark McGuire walks into the room where all of the Red Jackets are congregating for this media availability. He sees Red Shandienst across the room sitting in a chair at a table with Ozzie Smith and Bob Gibson. And Mark McGuire across the entire room goes, Red! And he walks over and gives him a big hug. I thought it was just a really heartwarming, really cool moment. Got the chance also to talk with Jim Edmonds a California guy who fell in love with St. Louis just like Mark McGuire did. Jimmy weighed in on who Big Mac is as a person.
7: You know what? I mean, what you see is what you get. He's been genuine and um, amazing ever since I got here, and it's obviously was there before um, I got here. So I think the one thing that I guess that sticks out in my mind is, you know, when he was going through that home run race and people really didn't get to see the true Mark because of the business side, and then of the losing side. And so I remember him, I remember him doing those um, press conferences you know, after they would lose, and you know, he was truly disappointed because that's the way Tony La Russa raised us to, to be um, you know, on a winning team and do things that help the team win. So it was unusual for him to go through that, but that's why I said like, he's just such a great guy, so genuine, uh, and it's about time he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, I think it's awesome.
0: Yeah, he's a great hitter outside even just the home runs. He had a, a good approach. What impressed you the most
7: uh, he did a really good job of being prepared uh, mentally, physically. Uh, he knew the strike zone. He knew what he could do. He knew what he needed to do um, to be successful. And uh, it was surprising that he didn't actually hit for a better average because he was that kind of a, a hitter. And just the strike zone being so big because he was so tall made it harder on him and, and a lot of pressure being that guy
0: coming out of the lockout everybody talked about it. I mean today he did in his speech how big it was what he did for baseball with the home runs as a guy who was in the league did you kind of notice as we got into the 2000s that the momentum was picked up and people were engaging more
7: for sure uh, you know what I was in Anaheim in, in 98 and I would come home every night or every morning and I would wake up and I would turn on the TV to see what happened the next night you know the night before and I remember my older daughters I would say you got to watch this with me because you're gonna be watching history someday and uh, so yeah it was a huge important uh, he was important to the game, him and Sammy, with that race, uh, what they did for baseball, especially here in the city. I, I really, truly thought that they brought it back from the dead.
0: You guys kind of have a similar story, California guys that kind of fell in love with the Midwest. What is it about St. Louis and playing here that grabs you?
7: Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's opposite of California. You know, it's, um, it's a, you know, at the time when I, we were in California, it wasn't much baseball there. You know, it was quiet and uh, a lot of Uh, visiting fans would be there for the other teams and we come here it's all red and all cardinals all the time so it was something that we both appreciated and um i mean what can you say we all know what it's about here so it's uh second to none
0: what does it mean to you as a guy who played for this team so many years to see the history kept alive the way that it is every year
7: well that's what's important that's what we try to do and uh hopefully the young guys can carry on the tradition um but the history is 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 carried on because of the duet family there's nobody more important to this uh, city and baseball than the DeWitts, and so they deserve all the credit. Um, the rest of us are just trying to help out and passing it along.
0: Chris Carpenter's a newer Cardinal Hall of Famer, just went in last season, but he's one of the guys that I really wanted to talk to this past weekend. And I led off with the question, about what it was like to experience Hall of Fame Day, not as a guy going into the Hall of Fame, but now in his first year as a current Hall of Famer.
1: It's super special. It's really neat. Um, it's definitely easier because you don't have to worry about talking and concerning yourself with the speech and all that stuff, so there's a lot less nerves. But to, to be able to be a part of it uh, with these great guys and then watch... Uh, the people that got uh, inducted this year, especially with with Mac being a part of him or being with him and being a, a teammate of his when he was the hitting coach here and just knowing what a great personality and a great guy he is and what he's done for this game and what he's done for this organization. It was a lot of fun.
0: He was saying earlier today how much he thinks of you. Is there a time when you guys were together, a, a favorite story you have about Mark?
1: Oh man, there's all kinds. Um, I don't have one off the top of my head. Um, we've just spent so many good years. I guess one of them was we went to a dinner in Chicago. Uh, it was just a couple couple guys and a few of his friends, and uh, we almost took over the place, kind of down in a special little room, and it was, uh, it was just a great night to spend talking baseball with, with, with Mark and a, a few others, and um, we had a, a great night that night.
0: You brought a certain mentality to the game. I feel like he had that kind of air about him, too. Is there almost like a, wow, that's Mark McGuire thing, even
1: for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, no question about it. I mean, I grew up uh, watching him play, and... and, Watching him, you know, like he said today in his speech, everybody knows where they were um, and remembers that, that home run and remembers, again, what he did for this game. There's no question about that. Um, he brought this game back and uh, the excitement around it. And It's just been a pleasure to, to not only get to know him and, and, and be a teammate with his, of his, but to, to, to be a friend and, and, and experience baseball life with him for, for a period of time.
0: It was fun to see you back in the dugout uh, a week or so ago. Here, what was that like for you? It was a lot of fun. You know, I didn't know what to expect.
1: I was going in to visit, and and Mike ultimately asked if I wanted to, or if I would uh, come into the dugout and be around the team. And uh, I said, of course. And um, I enjoyed it. I was able to talk to a few guys and, and uh, just listen and, and, and encourage and, and all the other things that come along with it. And it was a lot of fun.
0: You're such a competitor. What have you done kind of to curb or, you know, focus that competitive nature since you quit playing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> so I'm still looking for it, but I know that there's.
1: it's not going to happen. You can't, uh, when you compete at this level, um, there's nothing that's going to replace this. Um, so take a while and try to find something to do uh, and compete. And the competitiveness, you're not going to find it. So I just go out and enjoy the things that I'm doing. I'm, I go out and play golf and enjoy it. When I play tennis, I enjoy that, working out, those sorts of things. Uh, I'm not going to look to replace the competitive uh, situation that I was in at this level.
0: We're not going to hold you to it, but is baseball like something that still kind of is in the back of your mind? Like maybe I want to be involved day in and day out. Absolutely, uh, this is—I love this sport, um, and I always have, and I always will.
1: Um, the further I'm away, uh, the more I miss it, and I, I definitely uh, um, feel like with my experience and the things that I've been through on and off the field, I, I can bring some value and, and, and some lessons to some kids that uh, that uh, don't think that or that might need it. And um, I enjoy it, and I enjoy talking it, and I enjoy uh, being around it. So hopefully someday, yeah. Uh,
0: Got a year under your belt here, but is there, you know, Bob Gibson and Chris Carpenter, red jacket category? Will you ever get used to that? No, no no
1: chance. Um, I'm still in awe when you sit around with these guys with Ozzie and Red and, and Bob and uh, Willie and, and, you know, you just, and Lou wasn't there today, but, I mean, these guys are, are the real deal. Um, it's an honor to be in, in the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame uh, and just be even mentioned with mentioned these guys. Uh, these guys are, are
0: unbelievable. There were some other fun sound bites that came at us this weekend. I got Bob Gibson just for a brief moment, but one of the things I wanted to ask him was, if you had played during the time that Mark McGuire had, how would a tough pitcher like Bob Gibson have worked pitching against Mark McGuire?
6: Well, I don't know. Uh, most of the big guys like that, they, uh, they like to extend their arms, get them out away from them. And I probably have a tendency to pitch him inside, 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 and then you get them looking in, and then you can go away. But I, I don't think I'd start him out away.
0: Another cool opportunity for us, this one actually was back at the luncheon. Mark Maguire's most of his family at least, was there, including his son, Matt. You might remember him as the little 10-year-old blonde kid in 1998 who Mark lifted up after hitting number 62. Well, he's not a little kid anymore. Matt's 29. He's got very dark, slick back hair and a big, bushy beard. But he had a sweet demeanor. He was really excited for his dad. You could hear it in his voice. You could see it in his eyes during the ceremony and beforehand. And I asked him, what was 62 like for you, standing at home plate, waiting for your dad, who had just become the new single season home run king, to come pick you up? You know, I never really saw it as a hero. It was just my dad, you know? And, you know kind of just doing his job, but, you know, I love watching it and, you know, seeing the people get excited about it, you know, especially, you know, the the home run race and getting people back into baseball. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just my dad. What a weekend in St. Louis. If you've thought about coming down before and you've been on the fence, I have to tell you, it is one of the cooler things that I have ever seen being around the Cardinals. It was my first Hall of Fame weekend working for the club. It is now easily one of my favorite weekends on the calendar. I absolutely can't wait until next year. I encourage you to come check it out. There were tons of people. It was worth it. You should be down here and just feel the energy. It's a cool, cool time. Congrats to Mark McGuire, Tim McCarver, and the Martin family. They were all very sweet people, all very humble and gracious. It was fun to get to know them a little bit this weekend. I hope that you enjoyed getting to hear from them too. We are back next week. We release every Tuesday, and it'll be Colton Wong and Randall Gritchick joining us. They both have had some pretty good hitting second halves, especially Colton Wong. We're going to talk about those hot bats next week on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. If you'd like to subscribe, listen, rate, review, let us know what you think of the show, maybe what you'd like to hear on the show. We would welcome that. You can do it at iTunes or Podbean. Just search St. Louis Cardinals Podcast. We would love to get your feedback. Glad that you could be with us today. For all of the Hall of Famers, my name is Brett McMillan. We'll catch you next time on the Cardinals Insider Podcast.
6: It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution.